Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. Uh, and I've checked in with you before we've started today and you have mentioned that you wanted to talk about client stories. Mm-hmm. I think people like hearing about what we do mm-hmm. um, with with clients. Well, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So, And I think sometimes because some of them are feel-good stories mm-hmm. and some of them, you know, well, it, they're all emotional on some level. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes just sitting in your car driving to work or whatever, it's nice to to have the company. Okay, uh, our company. Uh, yeah, I think I hope. Yeah, I hope people like hearing our voices now and the giggles and the the things we learn too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's. I'm going to start with a client story, and then I've invited you to sure to share and go back and forth for a while. Um, okay, so. Um, uh, and I'm changing names in mine. So a client came to see me, and this was just recently, actually, Margaret. And Margaret came in. Um, the The focus of her session was just absolutely wide open. So she lay down on the treatment table for a lot of energy healing and wanted third eye work done. So she wanted her gifts to open more so that she could participate more in her life with her own intuition and all of this kind of stuff. So that was the focus of the session. That's that was why she came. That's what she said as a human. Yes. Um, But in other terms, she would randomly say a name. So she'd say, what do you get around Bill? Just randomly (laughs) during the hour. And I would tell her everything I got around Bill. And um, so this is this is where this goes today. So she said the name, I'll say Bill again. So she said, just what do you get? Anything around Bill? So I I was doing the energy work at the same time. And I felt everything shift from being warm and, and, and comforting and close with her to as soon as she said his name, I felt heaviness in my chest, like I couldn't breathe, um, heart pain. Um, almost like people put bricks on, on my chest area, not able to breathe properly. Mm -hmm. Um, I also felt distant, like I, I didn't care about earth anymore. Um, not to say that I didn't love people, but I was losing, um, I was losing emotional capacity, uh, to be as, as attached to the humans that I loved. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting thing to feel. What is was it the same as depression for you? No. So it was just a disconnect. Yes. Okay. And I love the question. Keep yeah, well, going yeah. well, because I'm just thinking. I think a lot of people feel disconnected from humans. Yeah. And Earth. Yes. Um, but also, some people are clinically depressed. Yes. Um, there is a chemical imbalance, but there's a difference between what you're talking about and depression. And this is where you and I have said over and over again that you can want to die but not be suicidal. Yes. And the feeling was peaceful. The feelings, but it was distance too. It was like I didn't, it's not that I didn't love them. It's that there was no neediness. This codependence to a human was gone. It was just vanishing. So I said, I don't think I've got anything. (laughs) And she goes, you had all those feelings. Yeah. That I okay. That's what I yes, because it was such a uh, such a polarity to what I was feeling for her before. Right. The joy of opening her gifts, working with oh yeah, 
And that's so that's what I said. I said, geez, Margaret, I don't think I've got Bill because these are all the things I'm feeling this disconnection and, you know, from humans. And she went, well, I think you've got them. And I went, Oh, and that that surprised me. And I said, Well, I don't really I don't know about that, Margaret. I said, I think I don't. And and then I started like in my own ego, I thought, Oh, no, I, I, I feel pretty disconnected f- from her. And I pushed her away. So I said, I don't know. I said, I feel like I pushed you away. Continue. Mm-hmm. Her response was continue. And I'm like, Well, I was quiet for a little while trying to figure this out. But of course, as, as a human too. And um, I and then I smelt flowers, but I couldn't see them. And I thought I suck. <laughs> no comment. You know, when you're using all six psychic gifts, I'm thinking about the lecture you would be giving me right now. If oh, I, I know. said, oh, I think I got nothing and I suck. I know. And I so I said, I giggled because I heard my own I suck. I heard my own ego talking, which is part of all of this because I'm learning too. So I heard I suck and I giggled. As soon as I heard I suck, I started laughing. She goes, what are you laughing at? I said, well, here's what's happening in your hour. I said, "Um, I got the smell of flowers, but I couldn't see them. I can just and she burst into tears. And I thought, okay, so I either hit the nail on the head right there or she's so damn frustrated with me. I do suck. Mm-hmm. And she grabbed my hand and she said, I will explain in a moment. Just you're doing fine. She was so calm, but so upset, but so sure. And I was none of those. So, you know, here's a session where we're maybe not on the same vibration as energy healing is happening in what humans might want to think an energy healer should be doing. Mm-hmm. We were in two conflicting areas entirely energetically, but it was perfect and beautiful. And so I waited a little bit and I was overwhelmed with love after all this. So it was like this, well, everybody's already heard. So I said, Margaret, now I feel love. I, and she goes, when? I said, after the flower, after I smelt the flowers. And she goes, that's what I needed to hear. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm totally confused. And so, you know, people hearing this might think, well, aren't you psychic? Aren't you supposed to know everything? No. (laughs) You feel what another person feels and you think what another person thinks. Yeah. And so if you're channeling someone who's extremely confused or doesn't know their own thoughts we end up behaving like them. Yes. And it doesn't mean we're not good at our job. It means we're in their body. Thank you for being you. Thanks. You too. So she said, okay, sit down on your stool. So I pulled my stool up to the table beside her. And I said, go ahead. I said, I'll, I would like to listen. And she said, well, she said, Bill and I were very close. We had a relationship. She said, and he walked out of it. He pushed me out and I said, okay. And she said, and he now is terminally ill and he has lung cancer and he cannot breathe anymore. And his heart is now in, I can't remember what the term was, like congestive heart failure. 
and his lungs were filling up, mm-hmm. which explained my lung issue, my heart issue, the weight on my chest. And she said he is dying. And they have created a date to end life. So it is an assisted leaving. It is an assisted birthing. And she said it's in a few days. And I asked for permission. She says, I I know he pushed me out of his life, but I still care and love him. I, we had a relationship at one time. She's now remarried. And so has he. Like the life both went on for both of them in wonderful ways. But she said when I found out what he was going through, I asked if I could just be part of the people there to love him as he's rebirthing or dying because you know people are going to go back and forth and what so he's dying so there's an assisted suicide by physicians and she asked me if she could be there to support him and he said no so this was explaining to her his moving away pushing away disconnections and not everybody will hear this today and understand his process But what I'm trying to do today is to respect his soul to say that's what his soul needed. It isn't about Margaret. It isn't about me. It isn't about any other human being. It's about him and his own journey. And that was what was important in this session between the three of us. So other people can think what they want to. This is just what happened here. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what was about the flowers? And she says, that's the best part. She said, when I got a no, I was devastated and I had a good cry. And she says, because I really still do care for him. He did so many beautiful things for me in my life when we were together. We were just not meant to be together forever. She says, so I've let all of that hurt and pain go. And I hoped he had too. And she says, I just wanted him to know that I appreciated who he had been in my life for me and that I saw that and I got there. She says, so when he said no to my phone call, of can I be there? She said, I thought, what can I do to let him know there is love, but without crossing any of his boundaries or his families? She said, so I simply ordered flowers and I sent them. But she says in the card, she says, I wrote, I hope the smell Mm -hmm. of these flowers bring you peace and joy on your new journey. And that you may smell them as you cross over when you lose sight of them. Cool. And she said to me, do you mind telling me what colors you saw when you saw the flowers? And I said, I didn't see them. Mm -hmm. I only smelt them. I can't tell you the colors. I can't. And that that then became one of the reasons or or a, a really beautiful lesson for me as somebody who does use all six gifts, that you don't need all six. And sometimes some of them are taken away for a reason. There's purpose to it. Mm-hmm. There's meaning. And that I'm not the boss of that. Yeah. <laughs> and some clients think I should be. They think, well, can't you see my dad? Can't you tell me what he looks like? And I might go, no, because all I can see is the cigarette smoke he's blowing in my face. Or I can only smell the cigarette smoke. I can't actually see him. I see the smoke or I smell the smoke or I taste the the nicotine or whatever because I'm not I'm a non-smoker in my mouth. But it explained to me in such a beautiful way in her session that was so 
peaceful. And one of the things that I loved so much about Margaret is that she's a consistent client who's grown with all of this, where she doesn't rush the hour, where she doesn't come in and there isn't like, uh, um, I'll say she has a list in her in her head or in her purse, but she's not trying to jam her time. Mm-hmm. She's trying to make sure that as the spirit world wants to give her things, that she's just open to hearing it. And if other things don't come in, there's a reason, like seeing the flowers. Mm-hmm. That doesn't upset her. She doesn't think I'm a fraud. She doesn't question why. She doesn't dump the message and not appreciate it. She takes everything the spirit world gives her to its 100%. Mm-hmm. and isn't seeking beyond that, which it makes the, the energy of it more beautiful. So I said to her, as we're doing your session, I said, do you think we could just just sit for a second together and just be with him with the smell of those flowers, the three of us? And she said, I would love it. So for the next little, you know, few moments during her session, I don't know, I can't remember if it was five or 10 minutes, um, we were quiet just both smelling the flowers and just being with Bill as he's going through this period of his life and new life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mine for today. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. It me and I feel privileged. I I feel privileged to have met Bill, mm-hmm. and I feel privileged to have felt the energy of what he and Margaret had shared together how he had pushed her away to create a new life on his own so he could love another woman. Uh, like I, I, And I say all of that um, with no judgment, but just appreciating why we do let go so that we can love another person. Or if we can't let go, how we bring them still in with our heart space, but we can still fall in love with another person. Yeah. So there's so much to learn um, for me a, a, about all of this experience of being both a human and a spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. My turn? Yeah. Okay. This was something I was not expecting um, in a client session a couple weeks ago. A young lady sat down and she, I guess, heard about us through a friend. And the friend was too nervous to come, so she sent this client. I'll just call her Cass. And she, she came in and she said, I'm, I want to leave my session open, but I do have a couple questions. But go ahead and do your thing. And if I always give them the option when I check in with you in the first 15 minutes, if I haven't touched on your priorities, go, go ahead and ask your questions. So I started channeling, nailed her personality and her people pleasing, nailed the relationship dynamics that she was in. And I won't go into those because they're not, they're not the <coughs> focus. Um, and then I, at the 15-minute mark, I said, how are we doing? And she goes, well, you've answered all of my questions. She goes, the only other thing I had on my list was to talk to my grandmother. So we spent a bit of time talking to her grandmother, which turned out to be her favorite one of the two. Kelly, when you say that, can I clarify for people? I think I already know the grandmother's passed over. Yes. But can I say that was medium? Yes. And that you were talking to a dead grandmother for her? Yep. Okay. Um, and her, her grandmother was really lovely in the sense that she... Talked about how much she loved her her granddaughter. Talked about the fact that she was a very stubborn woman, uh, the grandmother. The gr- yeah. And that she didn't want to come in and sugarcoat. She wanted her, her granddaughter to feel loved the way that she had felt loved as a human. But she didn't want to sugarcoat 
that she was a really nice person. She admitted to not being a very nice woman mm-hmm. and that she was very harsh, very hard, uh, very stubborn, all of, all of those difficult qualities. And then I just, I kind of felt like a deer in the headlight look and the cast looks at me and she goes, uh, are you okay? And I went, um, yeah, you, uh, you had a teddy bear when you were a little girl. She goes, yeah, is my grandmother telling you that? And I said, no, the teddy bear is telling me that. Oh, get out. <laughs> and she goes, I-, I don't understand. And I said, well, me neither, but I think I'm talking to your teddy bear. Oh my God. And like, I just got so, so excited because I've never channeled an inanimate object before. Well, are you kind of thinking, what the F? Like, yeah. Absolutely. And I said, are you okay if I just continue and we'll see how this goes? And she goes, absolutely. And I said, well, um, hold up. That's amazing. That, yeah, that she was just that open to yeah. see, to hear from her teddy. Yeah. Yes. And that you paused in that, that you had the courage in that to say those things because some people would not, some people would have had a pause as a medium and thought, no, can't be doing a stuffed animal. And skipped over that entirely. Yeah, true, I guess. And got into the... Uh, Kelly, absolutely. Because then there's getting into the ego of, I wouldn't be believed. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be... This is a story that would be so incredulous people wouldn't believe it. Or I would be made fun of. Or it could ruin my practice and my... Oh, Kelly, mm-hmm. there's a shit ton behind I'm, I'm doing that. I'm definitely still fearful of that. But I'm kind of more hoping that people are going to flock in and say, I want to talk to my teddy bears. Um, my pink panther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my scoot, my... um. Peanuts. Yeah. What's his name? The little dog? Snoopy. Snoopy. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I sat down with her and she said, yep, continue. And um, I can't remember the first thing he went to because he went to quite a few different things. But one of the first messages was that he kind of just briefed her and said, please don't think that this is just a silly message. Not all children had teddy bears, but you believe they did. And she goes, well, yeah, that's true. And I said, well, I didn't. Like my brother had a teddy bear, but I had a blankie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I refer to it as a blankie. And I said, so the fact that your teddy bear is here is a message in itself. Mm-hmm. And I said, he, he also is a he. He's identifying the sex mm-hmm. that you gave him. <laughs> and she said, oh, God, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So things that we don't necessarily think about, right? Mm-hmm. And well, hold up. There are different ways that people have teddy bears. Like, I mean, y- you could be describing one too, Kelly, that that has a green vest versus one that has nothing well it's a bear naked bear (laughs) (laughs) true so as we continued uh he kind of talked a little bit more about her personality (laughs) i think of tigger (laughs) sorry i know you pause for a second but i'm just thinking of the people that have stuffed tiggers and stuff i would love to hear something like this and well, actually, when, as soon as I was done, I didn't get to see you the rest of that day. And I texted you and said, I wisp- I, I um, spoke to a teddy bear today. Can you channel oh. my blankie for me? Oh. <laughs> now I want it. But so we sat down and uh, she, the teddy bear was talking about the fact that she sabotages herself. Oh. That in the people pleasing, she yeah. sabotages a lot of her relationships, doesn't ask for what she really wants. She'll ask a question, but not the question that she really means yes. or the answer she's really looking for. Right. Which I know you're familiar with. And then on top of that, what I, well, I mean, I found all of it cool. One of the things that he mentioned was that she really still struggles with being um, a young woman and that she constantly feels 
like she's still a kid, but she, she knows she's supposed to be a young woman because she's probably in her early 30s, I would imagine. And so he said, I really want to nail down why she feels that way because she's confused. She goes back and forth between feeling like age-wise, I know I'm a young woman, but internally I feel like a kid and therefore she acts like a kid and doesn't take the lead in a lot of situations and doesn't feel like she has any kind of authority. Yeah, and you know what, Kelly? Or equality in a relationship. Yeah. I, I hear in some people's voices too where all of a sudden when they're nervous – They'll talk in a higher voice. Oh, totally. They'll, they'll speak like they change, they change tone of voice to even more like a, a child's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- this teddy bear said one of the problems is her clothing. And oh. yeah, I thought this was really cool because she kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I'm being told that you still have clothing from when you were like in grade seven and eight because it still fits. And she was like, holy shit, I do. And I said, well, the problem is, is that even though it still fits and you think it's like it's good quality and you're still wearing it because, you know, it's it saves money or whatever. There's an emotional Mm -hmm. attachment to it. And that was one of the things that came up. She's a hard time throwing things out due to emotional attachments. She puts this clothing back on and she feels like the 14 year old she was when she first got it. Oh, right. Right. So she every time she gets dressed, she literally puts her body back into the state of being 14 or 15. Hmm. And so her mental state can't catch up. And she was like, holy crap, that's, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. So it was, it was really just pinpointing where the feeling was actually coming from and how she was generating it herself. And the bear said, go through your clothing and be ruthless, like pitch out, pitch everything that you don't truly love, don't really wear, um, right down to the, like she has flannel pajamas that she had when she was a teenager. And she's still going home after work and putting those on and then grappling with the fact that she doesn't feel like she really deserves her own place, right? So she she was thankful, which I thought was really cool. She was very, very grateful to the messages that he was sharing. And then all of a sudden, I, oh my God, and I never thought I was as animated as you are, mom. But I, like, <laughs> and I'm going to try and describe this because I know there's no visual with these podcasts. I wrinkled my nose, I scrunched my eyebrows, pursed my lips, and I shook my head like side to side like a no, mm-hmm. but it was in a very friendly way. And she <laughs> looked at me, what are you doing? And I said, well, hold on a sec, I'm not sure. And so I wrinkled my nose again, did the whole thing and shook my face, and I felt the bear's nose against mine. And Aww. I went, oh. I said, I just got flooded with anxiety. And then when I shook my my face in the bear's face... That's when I felt relief and loved. I said, so did you actually do this with your bear? And she goes, yeah, every time I was stressed, I would touch our noses together. Aww. And what ended up coming, yeah, I just Aww. love that. And, and you could just picture like a little seven-year-old rubbing yeah. her, her face with her bear, right? Yeah. And I said, you have actually never felt loved by a human the way that you have felt loved by your bear. Mm. And she just sat back and she goes, oh, my God. Yeah. And what does that say about humans? Oh, I know. And I said, the second half of that message is that you've also never loved a human the mm-hmm. way you loved your bear. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the, 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 the bottom line, I guess, what the bear was trying to say is you're not crazy. Mm. When you don't feel this amount of love from a human... I really did love you that much. 
Mm-hmm. You're, you weren't making it up. You weren't holding a bar that was too high, like mm-hmm. nothing like that. It was simply that he really did love her that much. He really did care for her that much. Mm-hmm. So it was just so, so sweet to watch her facial expressions reacting to the bear's messages because it was all about how much he loves her. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and, and I said, he's got an abnormal like snout. There's something going on with his, his nose. And she said, yeah, it was like an elongated snout. It wasn't mm-hmm. one of the like the shorter ones, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. And then I think we went on and channeled a couple other things. And I said, oh, your bear's having a juice box with you. And she goes, what? And I said, well, he says he's having a juice box with you and it has to be apple juice, not orange juice. And I said, every time you get stressed, he has a juice box with you. Even when you're like you're older now and you have a drink, he has a juice box with you. <laughs> and she goes, oh my God. Yeah. She goes, I loved juice boxes. And when I was a kid, I developed an allergy to oranges and like the citrus. Yeah. So she could only have apples and yeah. it couldn't be oranges. Yeah. Which I thought just thought was so cute because he even knew her allergies. Didn't he have something? About oh, being... I'm trying to. Sorry, you're motioning cute. at me, and I don't know what the hell's going on. I was trying to cue you. Yes, that was <laughs> actually one of the first messages that came out. Was he said, "No one in this world has ever smelled your armpit as much as I." Have. So, should I now say yeah, I'm smelling my armpit? <laughs> like, are you checking for I yourself? I was trying to get you to remember that part yeah, of the story I completely you had told forgot. me. Thank you. <laughs> So he said that she, no matter what was in her hands or wasn't, like even if they were free, she tucked him under her arm and his face went straight into her armpit. (laughs) So he was just, he was even showing that at every age she had carried him in this one position. Oh my God. So his head is tucked under the armpit and the body is hanging? His body's hung under like sideways, right? Yeah. Under the arm itself. Oh, I see. And then the head was angled in toward the armpit. Oh. So he just said, I've smelled your armpit more than anyone in this whole world. And it was done humorously. Like, it wasn't, I don't know, the bear wasn't complaining. Yeah. So I, yeah, so, so cute. And then one of the last things he said, because we went through this whole heartfelt thing. uh, He said, I still exist. I'm not, I'm not gone. I wasn't thrown out, but I'm not in the same house as her anymore. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to have to go dig him out. And I said, well, hold up. His message is actually don't do that. And I'm sure everyone's like, well, how could you not after all of this? Uh, <laughs> go get and, him. <laughs> well, his message was, if you can understand that I just got channeled for a half an hour and that I do love you this much and it continues from childhood until present day and onward, you don't have to pull me out of the box and bring me into your home because much like the clothing you're wearing when you were mm-hmm. a teenager... Having the bear around would end up bringing her back into those emotions of being yeah. a kid as well. So he said, you need to start remembering that I do talk to you and that I do love you and to start seeing me as a young man. Oh. And if I if I really am someone that has loved you the most and you have fallen in love with me, then allow me as your teddy bear to be your bar. Yeah. And think of me in terms of an adult with the qualities that you loved and valued and grew up loving and valuing yeah. and, and hold that standard for, you know, for your life going forward. Yeah. I, I just, a fucking bear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I had so much fun. I think I was so giddy by the end of her session. Yeah. And, and much like you said, you know, I thanked Margaret for introducing me to Bill. I actually sat there and thanked her for introducing me to this teddy bear. Yeah. Well, there's gratitude when you open your heart and your mind 
to more things than just what we get taught mm-hmm. uh, by whatever, you know, schools and churches and yeah. Hollywood. You know, we have a family units and all that kind of stuff. We have there's so there are so many different schools, mm-hmm. and you know, and I want to throw in the school of nature. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people really live their lives based in um, what nature teaches, and sometimes we forget that in the podcast when we give examples of different schools. Yeah. Um, out there that we're experiencing on this planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely, That's Kelly. My story. Are we continuing no. or are we done? Let's let's leave it. That's done. Two shows or two, uh, two treatments. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Um, I hope this year that you and I are going to do more just client stories like this where people just cool. enjoy the shows, um, where we're just sharing what we both learn in this process uh, of sharing these gifts with people and also that people hear how much we learn too and that um, it's a sharing. Mm-hmm. It, it's often not just between the, the human or the client and us, but it's triangling. There's there's always the spirit side. There's always more to it. Mm-hmm. And we keep learning that. Yeah. How, how all the different forms that it takes, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, can I end the show today? Yeah, by all means. Well, well, Kelly, I loved your, your story, first of all. Thanks. And I can hardly wait till it airs so I can listen to it again. <laughs> Um, and if anybody has any questions um, or wants to reach either one of us, they can um, by emailing info at bysarlo.com. Um, our shows are Coffee with the Sarlos and Sips of Sanity is also another podcast show we have, uh, both found on our website bysarlo.com. Um, and if you have any questions or comments about any of the shows, including today's, send it off to us at info at bysarlo.com.